1: Guys, it's Rick Tittle. <laughs>
2: a fresh week of sports talk rick tittle with you that's me you're you we got three hours i have no guests this is about as wide open as it can get football season is over unless you're into the xfl it is dunsky so let's let's get in and let's get heard uh sad times around here in uh, the san francisco area um Not for me personally. I'm not a Niner fan. I was pulling for them, though, because I know a lot of Niner fans, and um, I'm related to a lot of Niner fans, and I don't like the Kansas City Chiefs. But congratulations to the Chiefs. They're the world champs for the first time in uh, 50 years, and they had not participated in the last 50 years, as we know. The uh, Niners now have lost their last two Super Bowls. They joined my team, the Raiders, with a couple of Super Bowl losses. They have five trophies. We can talk about what went right, what went wrong, we'll go over it, and then we'll put it to to bed at uh, noon, but for the next three hours we can talk about it, and um, it's very cruel too to a lot of the fans because um, not once, but maybe two or three times I thought, well the Niners have won this game, and uh, they didn't get it done, and so... You could say, oh, Kyle has now blown two Super Bowls. Well, he wasn't the head coach in Atlanta. But we'll talk about it. 1-800-878-PLAY Overseas. 0-800-878-PLAY. Big shout-out to the troops. Hope you had a uh, time off to watch the game wherever you are, representing our proud military on all continents. You're doing a great job. Stay safe. Come home soon. We're on the TuneIn app, the iHeartRadio app, the Stitcher app. Uh, Here I am on Twitch, twitch twitch.tv in that way as well. 1-800-878-PLAY is the number to call. 1-800-878-7529. The Twitter is at Rick Tittle. Come on back.
1: Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free 5-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans. And learn how you can reduce your student loan debt.
3: 800 439 7851, 800 439 7851, 800 439 7851, 800 439 7851.
4: At 28, I had
5: struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years.
6: That's 800-403-5912. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. 855 325 1780.
0: 855 325 1780. That's 855 325
7: 1780. Sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius the Best show ever, he's so wonderful. Titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle, is he so handsome? He's a genius.
2: All right, as I said, welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you in San Francisco, around the world on AFN. We have uh, three hours to take a look at the Super Bowl. It's the Monday morning after, there is football. In the XFL, if you're interested, for me, uh, football is over in between the lines, um, and the next thing to look forward to there is the draft. Otherwise, I have soccer. To me, the most important game yesterday was Tottenham beating Man City 2 nothing, which was an amazing uh, start to the morning. Uh, I was pulling for the Niners to win that game. It, uh, it didn't happen. So congratulations to Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, uh, A-All. Let's go to the phone lines at uh, 888-957-957. Oh, that's the other job. Let's go to the phone lines at 800-878-PLAY. It is Monday morning, but I pretty much do this every day now because I'm senile. Let's go to Christian in Texas. What's up, buddy?
8: Nothing much, Mr. Tittle. I mean, for a second I thought that you were... I mean, when you read that 95-7, the game number off, I thought, hey, did I call into the wrong station or something?
2: <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the dumb one here, not you.
8: I understood, understood. But still, I got a few questions to ask, all of them pertaining to the Super Bowl. First of all, when it comes to the end of the game, well, actually, when it comes to the game in general, Andy Reid got his first Super Bowl title, obviously 15 years after sniffing his first. I guess it's pretty much the ideology when it comes down to old Philadelphia Eagles representative. But still, now that the curse or full read mode or whatever you call it has gone down to Kyle Shanahan, I mean, do you think that Kyle Shanahan will ever eclipse what his dad, Mike Shanahan, ever did in the NFL, obviously winning two titles?
2: Well, his dad had a guy named John Elway, and that helps. I mean, Andy Reid um had to wait till he was 61 years old and you know he has a guy named uh, Patrick Mahomes so I mean it's uh Mm -hmm. some people think that perhaps maybe they're going to go on a Belichickian Tom Brady type of run who knows what's going to happen but uh listen I don't know what the the future holds Kyle is a is a very very good coach it's just uh they you know and the In the fourth quarter, there were a couple chances for the Niners to just have a nice long drive and and finish the game. And then there was another third and 15 that the the ball floated up there. There was a stat that was the longest the ball had been in the air all year for Mahomes, and somehow the guy, the hill, is wide open. So there's a lot of second-guessing, as there always is after a day like this.
8: I see. I see. And, you know, you say that the future is bright. I mean... Considering the fact that Patrick Mahomes just won a Super Bowl MVP and obviously being the youngest or second youngest to win a Super Bowl, especially after winning the MVP outright last season, do you think that he'll have a Hall of Fame career?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think these guys – I mean, unless something happens, but – uh I mean, Andy Reid is in the Hall of Fame for sure now. Anyone who was not going to put him in was going to say, look, he never won a Super Bowl. Those people can't say that anymore. And so these these players are on the right trajectory, yeah.
8: I see, I see. And, I mean, come to think of it, you can say the same for Richard Sherman, who even though he was on the losing end, he's still one of the greatest defensive players of his generation. So that's obviously for sure. And either way, Regardless of if Jimmy, regardless about Jimmy G losing that game yesterday, he can still go home
2: happy that he has two rings. That's true. Uh, as a backup, um, and that's the thing too, is that when you you think about the the ring, I mean, in, in other countries, you get a you know, if you win the Premier League, you get a medal like the Olympics, and you can't go mm-hmm. outside with a medal around your neck unless you want to look like a Flavor flavor or something, you know, a clock. Mm-hmm.
4: So <laughs>
2: <laughs> when you when you got that bling and that thing's worth sixty k or whatever it is and it's gaudy and it's just it's too big, but you know you're so close to immortality and it's uh, it 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 it's uh, it, it, I mean it hurts the fans it really hurts those guys.
8: Understood. Understood. And speaking of hurt, I mean I've seen a graphic. I've seen a little photo on the. NBC Sports Bay Area Twitter account earlier yesterday talking about every time the Niners win the Super Bowl, the Raiders move. Well, after <laughs> last night, <laughs> does the move for the Raiders from Oakland to Las Vegas hurt less?
2: Does it hurt less in what way?
8: I mean, the Niners lost. Well, <laughs> I mean, I,
2: I'm not. Mean, well, I'm not a Niner hater, so. The, the niners have nothing to do with the raiders outside of they play in the same area and so your classmates and your wife or husband or your you know whoever it is your coworkers you tease each other and believe me during the montana years and the raiders were in l.a. i got teased a lot it's just natural but they're not rivals you know and and it, it just it amazes me how many raider fans we're rooting for the Chiefs. I think they're mostly under 30 in the sort of social media generation where they think the Niners are the rivals. They haven't lived through the the bitter twice-a-year battles with the— I mean, I, I don't understand what these people are looking at, but to me, you, the people who hate the—like the, the A's fans who hate the Giants, I think because they're just jealous of the Giants, and they shouldn't be. Now, my generation— I saw the A's get to the mountaintop four times and I saw them fall off the mountaintop twice and so I'm cont- uh-huh. I'm content with what I've what I with what I've seen. So I think the people who never saw the A's won crap and the Giants are winning World Series, World Series, World Series, they get really jealous. And so, um, I mean in the last whatever, twenty years, the Raiders and the Niners have gone to three Super Bowls and they've lost all three. Um, But, no, no, nothing will make the move to Vegas easier for me. In fact, it would have been easier if the Chiefs had lost because now in the AFC West, only the Chargers are the team that have never won one.
8: Yeah, and it is kind of sad because they only been to the Super Bowl once and, unfortunately, almost all the members of the team, of that particular team, have passed away. Mm -hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
8: And Mm -hmm. one more thing that I want to... And this kind of is off the beaten path, but as far as the Super Bowl halftime show and the commercials went, the people complained about, oh, it's too Spanish. I can't get behind this. My daughter's watching it. The Super Bowl halftime show was amazing, even though I didn't watch the commercials. Well, changed especially that TurboTax commercial with the New Orleans bounce music behind it, but as far as next year is concerned, which one I mean, which do you think will probably see more of—a us, up, an upgrade or a downgrade? Commercials or a halftime
2: show? Well, the the commercials for me those were those were very tough to sit through, and and the most shocking one I thought was, you know, when politicians take a a tragedy and then they try to use it in a campaign. I think it was Bloomberg. They had some horrible, Actually. yeah, there was some horrible tragedy, and it's like Mike Bloomberg won't let that happen, and I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. every.
8: The Bloomberg campaign used a shooting from the Houston area. Yeah, campaign father. Meanwhile, Trump used one of. I mean, basically yeah. Trump
2: used- Trump had an African American woman being led out of jail. Like, mm-hmm. like that's what he's all about. It's just I. And it wasn't
8: even here doing. It was Kim Kardashian doing.
2: Well, whatever it is, I just I hate politicians on in every party. I do vote. I will say that I think it's very important to vote. As we get on a little serious bent here, but uh, the the halftime show, as soon as I saw it was lip-synced, I was out, and and <laughs> I, I wasn't interested anyway. But the lip-syncing was worse than Millie Vanilli, and then you had a guy come out who looked. You had a guy come out who looked like Ali G. I have, no, and he had
8: he I think his he, name was Brad Bunny.
2: He had little diamonds like. T- glued to his cheeks and i'm like this does, and you know what for some people that's great and i think it's miami it should have that latin feel to it you know it should and you know shakira and j-lo are great entertainers and all the dancing it's just not my cup of tea so look this, this the halftime show's not going anywhere the commercials will still be just as dumb um, I, I usually there's one that makes me laugh. I didn't get one this year, not even one. And so, uh,
8: are you sure there were like plenty to choose from?
2: Well, I'm 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 a harsh judge. I didn't get one laugh, but then again, I'm a little bit bitter. What do you expect from an old man, Christian? Hey, I got to run, man. Thanks for the call, though. I appreciate it.
4: Hey,
8: thanks for having me on as always, and I'll talk to you on social media
2: at Rick All right, the uh, lines are open. Christian got us started. 1-800-878-Play. Come on back. In
4: this land have I treue geschworen, been born in the Pfalz. I love you, Dichnummer, Jedenberg, Jedes Tal, Heimatland.
9: Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California.
11: chicken wings at yo mama's house last night now back to fat boy
2: oh it's the monday morning after monday morning quarterbacking long snapping backup left guarding we're here for you one 800 play we were in texas now let's go to new york charlie what's going on
12: hey rick how you doing man um that's funny that you um during the halftime show i thought that guy was sasha Baron you're calling myself uh, the, the rapper. I, I asked my son, I said, is that such a burn Anyway, J, J-Lo and Shakir, I, I agree with you. That's they, They're not playing to our demographic, obviously. I much rather would have seen someone like uh, Human League and Frankie Goes to Hollywood reunion uh, <laughs> halftime show or something along those lines, maybe The Clash. But um, three points about the game. I don't blame Shanahan. I, I, I thought the Chiefs were going to win. I, I did pick them. Even though I thought the Niners had a better defense, I thought Shanahan's handling of time management at the end of the first half Mm -hmm. was questionable. I thought they could have utilized the time better there. That's one point. Um, An overall point was I don't think they used. I, I can't pronounce his name. Mostert. Mostert. Yeah, uh, I think he did, he he just came off the greatest game playoff game of a running back ever, and I don't know what his final numbers were, but he wasn't clearly used enough, in my opinion.
4: Mm-hmm.
12: And at the end of the game, late in the game, the second uh, when the when the um, when the Niners were up twenty to seventeen, and they ran, ran it on first down, they picked up five yards, and then they passed the next two down. Yeah, I would have just pounded the ball myself i think they would have easily picked up five yards with two carries um and i'm curious do you think that um shanahan had uh in his mind thinking well i can't go too conservative here let's just put the nail in the coffin or do you think anything was playing in his head from previous games because i i'm surprised they just didn't run the ball three times into, you know, and um, they would have picked up the first, uh, in my opinion, they would have picked up the first down. Um, But listen, I don't know who to blame. Everyone is always the blame game after these games. Uh, The Niners defense held the Chiefs to 10 points for 54 minutes. I mean, I'm not blaming the offense. Maybe the place, you know, maybe I I sound like I am. Um, But, I mean, both have played out of this world, in my opinion. Uh, I, I think Sherman had a lousy game. I think his I think he might be his time is done. Um, but what, what, I'll, I'll listen to your answers. Up to him, but what's your take on on the overall? I mean, who would you if you had to blame? I don't like to use that word, but if you had to, uh, uh, you, 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 yeah, I guess blame. Who would you blame uh, more on, for that loss? Because giving up 21 points in the last five six minutes is you know that's kind of heartbreaking. It is.
2: Yeah. Thanks for the call, Charlie. All right. Appreciate it. That's Charlie. You mentioned the two times that I yelled at the TV. The first one was that the Niners at the end of the first half were getting the ball back with a minute 40. And they don't call timeout. And they let 35 seconds slip away. And then it's funny. Later they show John Lynch in the booth doing the timeout thing. Like, why, why isn't he calling timeout? So then they get the ball back with 59 seconds and three timeouts. And they run it, which is saying that they're not interested. But then they get into a third down, and so now they got to throw it, and now they get a big gain, and now they are interested, but now they're out of time. And I'm like, what the hell? And I actually – I hadn't tweeted. I wasn't going to tweet the whole game, but I was just so – and I'm not even a Niner fan, but I was just sick at the stupidity of, like, what do you – you don't want the ball back. with You're, you're, you're rolling down the field. And you, you're not interested? A minute 40 and three timeouts? So anyway, I I didn't get that um, at all. And I I understand that somebody said, well, they didn't want to give the Chiefs the ball back. And I'm like, are they really that scared? That's not it. They can't play that scared. And then, um, you know, twice I said to myself, all right, here's the drive that wins the Super Bowl. And they got the ball back with I think it was six minutes left. And they had the three-point lead. I'm like, they can just eat up that running game. They can eat up five minutes like that. And do you think about the first carry? I think it was Mostert, and he got like 16 yards. And then they got Kendrick Bourne over the middle. Now they're in midfield. And then they're they're throwing the ball on second down twice on these back-to-back three-and-outs. Before that, but I'm I remember. They drop back to pass on second down, and I yell, "What are you doing?" And the ball got batted down. I yelled, "What are you doing?" Before they even found, had a chance to for him to find Kittle or Debo Samuel or Kendrick Bourne, whomever, Manuel Sanders, because you're trying to kill time, you're trying to sustain drives, and I said at the time, people I was watching with, that Kyle can't help himself. You know, he just, he can't help himself. Everyone knows they're running. He's got a great offense, and he just is a, it, it, he's just, he can't help himself. He has to call a pass. And if the passes are complete, that's great. But here's the thing. The the Chiefs defense really stepped up in that moment. They played well the whole game. Obviously, it was 10-10 to 10 at the half. And... But I will say that second interception, um, was that Emmanuel Mosley that got the second one? Um, or no, De- Tavarius Moore. Tavarius Moore, I thought that was it. That was it. They ran to the end zone. They did the Houston Astros pose. They did the whole thing. And I thought, wow, the Niners are going to win the Super Bowl. It's 20-10. to 10. They just got a pick. This game's done. And you could see the body language and... You know, the Chiefs, not like saying they gave up or they were throwing their helmets, but just like, wow, I think this is done. And, um, you know, it's not over till it's over. And Yogi Berra, Fat Lady Singing, all that stuff, all the cliches. But if you have to, like, lay blame, you can blame the coaches all you want. Um, You know, you could blame Robert Sala for... You know, calling a three deep, but then you know Jimmy Ward and and Mosley and Moore. I thought you had him. I mean, when when Patrick Mahomes threw that ball up, it was the, the 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 deadest duck I've ever seen. And then not only it was a reception to Hill, but he's wide open. And so, look, sometimes guys get open. It just happened at the wrong time for the Niners, and it's ironic in a way because. You think about those 3rd and 15s that the Niners had in that game at Levi's when they came up with first downs on back-to-back 3rd and 15s. Now the other team got them. So uh, it's, uh, you know, as I said, uh, there were there were plenty of plays. And, and we can get into, you know, and I'm, maybe I'll get into that in the – in the uh, next segment, but, um, those, those crucial plays, the pass interference on, on George Kittle, the offensive pass interference where he pushed off, you know, and, and, um, people will say, Oh, listen, there's, there's little hand battles going on. I know uh, a Niner broadcaster said, if he's looking at the ball, it's not pass interference because he's looking at the ball. I'm like, that's actually not the rule. What if you're looking at the ball, you can karate chop a guy in the neck. That's there was enough of a push there. It's it's not highway robbery. Sometimes they let those things go, and sometimes they don't. And if they want to call it, um, I understand it, you know. But you think about um, when Williams scored his touchdown. I thought his foot went over the line before he got the ball over the plane of the goal. But once again, we're getting to the uh, the you know <laughs> millimeters and. I mean if the if the forty finer the forty niners had their extra field goal from the first down, the Chiefs would have been had to go for a touchdown to take a one point lead with the extra point. And if the 49ers make a stand then there's champions. I mean it's just it's a game of inches and, and close calls and and that's why even though I mean last year I was just talking with Dominic, who's a huge Niner fan, and uh, sorry that your team lost, but I mean last year's game was was close. What was it at 10-3 to final, I think. I mean, that was just awful to watch. This game, um, 10-10 at the half, and both teams were, I don't want to say they were nervous. There wasn't a lot of highlights. There wasn't nothing like, wow, can you believe what we're seeing right now? But it was kind of like, okay, let's, let's start this all over again. But I think that momentum taken into halftime, and I thought, well, the Niners really could have scored, but it didn't matter because the Niners scored the first ten points of the second half. And they had it in the bag. Now it's not like they blew a twenty four point lead like Houston did to Kansas City. Lines are open, one eight hundred, eight seven, eight play. Come on back.
13: In charge of hiring, and indeed has solutions like online skills tests, which let a candidate show that they're the right hire. Indeed will also give you this sticky frog, which will suddenly leap and stick to the face of the perfect hire. Okay, there's no sticky frog, but skills tests—that's for sure.
5: See why independent research by Silk Road shows Indeed delivers three times more hires than any other job site. Post your next job at Indeed.com/hire and try skills
3: tests for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank <laughs>
14: Excuse me, Captain. This is your wake-up call from the new TrackPhone
3: Wireless. Uh, what's that now? What if you had to fly this plane while sitting back in the cabin? I wouldn't have any control. Well, that's what it's like going with some wireless companies, but TrackPhone Wireless gives you control. Hmm. Get unlimited talk and text on America's best 4G LTE network starting at $20 a month, no contract. Plus, unlimited carryover data with active service. That's cool, but how'd you get in my cockpit? This is your wake-up call, people. The new TrackPhone Wireless. Now you're in control. Available at major retailers. See terms and conditions at trackphone.com. Back to pass. Goes targeted.
0: He's going down the middle. And White makes the catch. He is clean but holds on to the football. Losing the helmet. Chin strap flying one way. Helmet the other. Holy Toledo!
11: saw Rick Tittle at the laundromat last night and I was hella checking him out. I just kept staring at him and he played like I wasn't even there. I be like that then.
2: Be like that then, girl. What you got? one 800 a play Halftime show uh, with uh, the lip syncing of Shakira and J-Lo. Maybe the worst lip syncing I ever seen. But, you know, as I said, it was all about the Non stop, thousand mile per hour dancing. I've always said about Hispanic culture if you have a headache, you can't listen to the music. It's too fast and it's too loud. Nothing is really very, I, don't, I never hear like the very soft. I guess there are some beautiful acoustic guitar lullabies and things, but it's usually bongy bong 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 bongy bong bong. It's so fast. But then again, I'm a White guy, my people come from the mountains and the snow and the trees. We don't come from beautiful beaches and islands and palm trees. We're too stodgy. Let's get into the whole anthropological. No. Anyway, uh, Mark Norman, one of my favorite comedians, he said, uh, we know black don't crack, but after seeing J-Lo and knowing she's 50 years old, we have to add Puerto Rican ain't leakin'. I don't know. Take it for what it's worth. one 800 play We had Jan Wallen here Friday, and she said all she cared about was a halftime show. She wasn't big into uh, commercials. But what, what's funny about the commercials now is that um, they leak them early. It's like we're paying $5.7 million, and then they leak them early. Come see the commercial. Be the first to see our commercial. Now, by the way, another thing, I don't know if you noticed this, Dominic. Did you see on the um, the first down uh, marker where they put the sticks, there was a goal pylon coming up from it? Did you see that? Yeah, the whole game. It, usually they just lay down a flat arrow. Now there's a like a goal line pylon coming up. I have no idea. Is that a camera? Okay, because it's attached, and it looks identical to a goal uh, pylon, which is weird. It should look like something else. But that's just me. Now, there were every Super Bowl, there's going to be some records and things. And by the way, Aaron Boone, yes, the Yankees manager, a half hour before the game tweeted out, Chiefs 31, Niners 20. Now, if it had been a score like on the threes or the sevens or the zeros or the ones, like the normal football scores, if he said twenty-one fourteen, you know, I said thirty-seven thirty. I almost got the Chiefs' score. The Chiefs scored thirty-one. I picked them to score, or uh, I picked them to score thirty. as the Niners didn't score as much as I thought, but Aaron Boone got it down to the dime, so maybe he's in the wrong sport. But it was a, um, a Super Bowl that was very thrilling in the end. And uh, the second longest gap between uh, championships, and if you ask me who that was, I do know who that was because we just had that three years ago, and that's when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. They went 57 years in between championships. So the Chiefs, technically this is their third championship because they won the AFL in nineteen sixty-two as the Dallas Texans. But the um the Kansas City Chiefs, uh two and one in Bulls, San Francisco five and two, lost two straight as we said. So how about some records? The most rushing yards by a wide receiver in Super Bowl history, Debo Samuel, fifty-three. The most touchdowns in one quarter. These are all tied now. Damian Williams with two. 21 four points in the first quarter. I mean, in the fourth quarter, that ties Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City had zero punt returns in the uh, second quarter, or I should say um, for the uh, the game. Punt return yards, both teams, zero. No fumbles lost. Most fourth down conversions the Chiefs went for it twice early. Remember, uh, Andrew Reed, Reed was the guy who hadn't taken a um, – he had taken the least amount of chances on fourth down ever. But the Chiefs became the first team in NFL history, as we know, to win three games in the playoffs by being down um, single, uh, double-digit points. Patter Mahomes, youngest quarterback ever to be a Super Bowl MVP, 24 years old. He's also the youngest MVP to have – Um, A league MVP in a Super Bowl ring. But this is the 30th time that the Super Bowl MVP has been a quarterback. And as I said, 24 years, 138 days, he becomes the second youngest to win a Super Bowl. Roethlisberger was 23 years old, but I believe Heinz Ward was the MVP that year. Um, Mahomes, youngest player to win an MVP. second or The youngest before that was Emmett Smith, who was 24 but a couple months older. Mahomes, the fifth quarterback to throw 10 or more touchdown passes in a single postseason. Youngest to ever do that. The only others um, to do that are Montana, Warner, and Flacco. Mahomes has a career record in the postseason uh, and the regular season of 28-8. and eight. But a couple other stats here. The Chiefs are now the 13th team to win multiple Super Bowls. And at least the Chargers have never won. Gives me a little schadenfreude feeling. The Browns and the Lions have never participated. We just had our 107th and 108th participant. The... um, uh, the win by the Chiefs, the NFC, the AFC, and the NFC are are now tied. Both have won twenty seven Super Bowls, which is weird. Some teams have switch leagues, but it's the fifth win in the last uh, six Super Bowls for the AFC. Three by the Patriots, six in the last eight. The only NFC team in the last five years were the Eagles. And the uh, the Chiefs are the first team as i said uh trailed by ten plus points at some point, but the comeback from ten points down um, that's uh, tied for the second biggest comeback. We know uh super Bowl fifty one when uh, there was a twenty five point deficit that uh, they uh, came back from so uh the around here people will say what is the um you know what is where does this compare in San Francisco history as far as, I don't think you can call it a choke, but just letting one get away. Uh, the Warriors in 2016, that wasn't a game. That was a series, which is different, obviously. I think a lot of people point to the uh, NFC Championship game where Roger Craig fumbled. The Niners were going to have a three-peat that year. Um That one hurts, but I think most people that I've talked to would probably say the 2002 World Series Game 6 in Anaheim. That one was done and dusted. Dusty Baker gave Russ Ortiz the game ball, and uh, it didn't go down. It did not go down that way. 1-800-87A-PLAY. Another thing that's very interesting, because the Super Bowl, of course, is the most heavily betted sporting event of the year, We talk about prop bets and everything else, and a lot of people place wagers on how many yards Mahomes would um, rush for, and you knew he would get some because Mahomes had 44 rushing yards heading into the Chiefs' final series when they just had to run out the clock. But he kneeled down three consecutive times, and he lost 15 yards, which turned into 29 rushing yards. Now, <laughs> the think about how Vegas usually gets these things right, and it's scary how much they do. Remember, Vegas said the Chiefs would win. I didn't. The over-under was 29.5 yards rushing. And the 15 yards he lost took it to 29 by a half yard. That, to me, is pretty amazing. So the three separate kneel downs, minus 5, minus 3, minus 7, on the final play, he waited, 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 and he threw the ball as high as he could to let the time run out. So a lot of people talk about bad beats, as they say in sports, and a lot of it comes in garbage time, which does count especially on point spreads and things things like that but people say oh to to lose to lose uh in a, a draft where um or in a situation where the guy's just trying to kill the clock that hurts i'm like well what what are you doing putting all don't put all your money if if you bet so much that it's going to break you then you bet so much but superstars get it done when the clock is down. There's all sorts of sayings, you know, your your big player, excuse me, didn't step up at the right time. It the Niners had a 10-point lead against the Chiefs. What what team is capable of scoring? I mean, it was uh what was it? 24 to nothing as I said Houston had and then uh the Chiefs scored the next 51 points. <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. I will say though um I knew there was going to be people saying, who was the best commercials? Who was the worst commercials? I don't get off on commercials except the ones here on the titillating sports. Oh, General Steel. Make sure to buy a building today. But um, the people who were um, talking about you know, the, the dancing performances, of, I guess it gets the whole country involved. People were scrutinizing their dancing. How can you say one bad thing about their dancing? Now, I'm not a dance expert, but I'm like, oh, she's out of time there. What a, She has no rhythm. <laughs> Shakira has no rhythm. No, she does. It's fine. And then there was the children's choir, which was led by a girl named M.A. Maribel Muñiz. Do you know who M.A. Maribel Muñiz is? That's J-Lo's daughter. So I thought that was kind of cool. I didn't know that until uh, after the time as well. And then uh, J-Lo had these this uh, furry background, which was uh, the Puerto Rican flag, which I'm sure made a lot of people down in Puerto Rico really happy as well. They've gone through some tough times with earthquakes and, and weather and things like that. Um, by the way, Shakira has a, a child with uh, Gerard Piquet of um, – the Spanish national team, and uh, Barcelona. So she's uh, truly a world star. And this whole thing about A-Rod, I didn't know A-Rod got fat. But anyway, A-Rod can do what he wants. A-Rod will always somehow find his way <laughs> into everything. And uh, are they married or are they are engaged? She's had about three husbands, I think. I think so. But all the best to him. That's great. Um, If you love the halftime show, I don't want to disparage it. I'm glad you did. If you're really into the commercials, then you're really into the commercials. We all get to pick what we're into and what we're not into. I'm Rick Tuttle. Come on back.
4: I get my love now because you wear all those fancy clothes oh, yeah. and have a big fine car oh yes, you do not.
0: we are the debt destroyer network any debt you have credit card tax student loan debt call now for free information that helps you destroy your debt it's great advice
15: Call
0: Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline.
13: If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. I'm not insightful enough to be a movie critic. Maybe I could be a food critic. These muffins taste bad.
3: Or an art critic. That painting is bad.
11: so disgusted by Rick Tittle that I find him very intoxicating.
2: All right. Uh, thanks for that. We have another two hours to go and lines are completely open. I like a line that, uh, Joe list, the comedian said, uh, that, uh, the losing team's confetti gets dropped on a third world country. Yeah, that's kind of funny. They had enough confetti. It looked like it had uh, piled up big time there. It, uh, They already had the red, and I wonder if they were going to send out the same colors, but it was red and yellow, not red and gold. Um, And now the internet, you know how Twitter works, and Richard Sherman very emphatically saying, I'm sick of people telling me, uh, making excuses about why I'm good, and the receiver fell down, and this and that, and the scheme. Uh, I'm just the best. I've always been the best. Look at my stats. And then to see receivers just run right past him, see receivers kind of juke him. I was talking to a Niner fan earlier in the year, and I said, "Do you think Richard Sherman's still just as good?" Because I had saw I had seen a couple of things like that in the regular season. Most most of the games he was avoided. Um, I think the Chiefs sports. were smart to go at him. I it's hate like when that guy. when uh, Andy Reid, by the way, guy. he was the guy oh who attacked Namdi so Awesome, everyone's like, well, "We're Rick not going Tittle to brings Namedi. home the
1: bacon. And Omni had hand, three
2: defensive and holdings it. in a row. and T in the
1: Hizzle for Reed
2: business. is not scared of, of these corners when they might be a little overrated. But of course, now, you know, Terrell Reeves, is, ha ha, look at you. And it's all just, you know, this whole stupid tit for tat type of thing. More Rick Tittle and more tattle on the other side. Power two underway. We got two more hours with you. I'm Rick Tittle. It's San Francisco. And a lot of people not happy today out here for obvious reasons. I was sort of in the middle, but definitely leaning towards the 49ers. Um, Whichever, which maybe you had uh, no dog in this fight. Maybe you just wanted an entertaining game. And... Even with last year's boring Patriots Rams game, those games are still better than those blowouts like we had in the 80s, where it was like 55 to 3 at halftime, so to speak. And you're like, well, this game's a waste of time. And then the team that lost the Super Bowl felt like the biggest loser. You're the worst. It's like, ah, we came in second place. Yeah, they were. So now everybody's on the clock, everybody knows where they're going to draft. You can get into the mocks. We got to start looking at that. You got to keep grinding, man. The Niners charter just took off from Miami. They had a party yesterday. They had a party. And um I remember in uh, 2002 and um I went to the uh Giants World Series party in 2002 at the Anaheim Hilton and in game six because I was with the contingency with the press that was traveling with the uh, the Giants went to all seven games with some other Bay Area media folks and they said in the, what was it, seventh inning okay, the party's going to be at the Hilton and the guy kept turning around then it was a home run and then Spezio and then like, okay, and the guy sat down at that Giants party, there were all these ice sculptures that said World Series champion, and they're melting. I remember Dwayne and and um, Kruk got up there and said, hey, this was a great season. And then John Miller said, hey, the Angels beat the Yankees. And no one wanted to hear it, and there was all this food. It was the worst party I've ever been to in my life because everybody was so, so mad. Apparently... The reports are only three guys on the Niners didn't go to their party last night. Everybody had their families, and they got together. All right. Let's talk about it.
3: Progressive presents Get Pumped, inspiration to help you do insurance stuff.
16: Hey, are you just going to stand there and let people not give you credit for being a good driver? You deserve discounts on car insurance, and that's what Snapshot from Progressive is for. So why aren't you signing up? You need music to get pumped? Hit it!
8: <laughs>
16: Drum solo! Ow, that hurts my fingers.
8: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, both from all agents. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. Prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 754 4531 That's 800-754-4531. You're in charge of hiring and Indeed has solutions. Like
13: online skills tests, which let a candidate show that they're the right hire. Indeed will also give you this sticky frog, which will suddenly leap and stick to the face of the perfect hire. Okay, there's no sticky frog. But skills tests, that's a for sure. See why
5: independent research by Silk Road shows Indeed delivers three times more hires than any other job site. Post your next job at Indeed.com hire and try skills tests for free.
0: Terms and conditions apply.
4: Check out Channel 9. Check
2: out Rick Tittle. Thank you for that. Welcome back to the show, Rick Tittle. We're just sifting through the ashes if you're a Niner fan, and we're floating above the uh, confetti if you're a Chiefs fan, or we're just looking to see what happened in the Super Bowl if you're like me and a fan of neither team. Um, I'm not a Niner fan, but uh, I am a uh, Chiefs hater. Um, I, have been a Raider fan my whole life. I think that's understandable. I think Chiefs fans should hate the Raiders and all that. That's just the way of the world. I thought it was really cool. Jack Youngblood, who was on my show Friday, who played for the Rams and they had a great rivalry with San Francisco. I go, Jack, when you look at the Niners, do you think I hate those guys or do you think, Hey, it's been a long time, got a lot of respect for them. And he said, I hate those guys. <laughs> I love that answer. He goes, what do you expect? I played him twice a year for 11 years. That generation, you know, the whole, I told the story before about Joe DiMaggio in the 89 World Series. They're like, hey, Jolt and Joe, we're thinking about naming the new stadium after you. How, you know, uh, go Giants. And he's like, I'm not going to root for the National League. Are you crazy? I'm not going to root for the Giants. I'm like, never mind. I love that old school stuff, Jack, uh, Jack Del Rio, Jack Youngblood. What do you think of the Niners? I hate those guys. It's old school, man. It's old school. Now, that um, third down play. I mean, Tyree Kill is an emotional guy. He said so himself after winning the bowl, and uh, he said, um, I, "I know for me, when it was twenty to ten, that I was kind of down." The game wasn't going how I wanted it to go. And quote, well, yeah, they they looked like they were done. They were lifeless. They had just thrown another interception. And you got to understand, if you've been watching the Niners, and especially around here where I've, we've been watching the Niners all year, they've just had such a great vibe. A lot of people say, oh, we love each other. This team actually looks like they really like each other. There's no... You know, Alden Smiths getting arrested, and the Niners went through a long patch of guys getting arrested and having abuse and things. They don't have the Ruben Fosters and the McDonalds and the Millers. They really seem to fight for each other, and it just also seemed this year that everything goes the Niners' way. Now they dropped one to Atlanta, and they had you know a field goal in the rain at Baltimore, and they had um, a hiccup against Seattle. But for the most part, when the Niners get rolling, it's game over. We've been watching that since the summer. It's just over. So I thought it was over. No team has been able to fight back from that. But the other thing that I heard, and I didn't, I'll be honest with you, I didn't notice during the game for people who were there saying it was 90% Chiefs fans and that the noise was deafening for the Chiefs. Now, that's also understandable because they have not gone in 50 years. I don't remember I was four years old when they were in the Super Bowl. I don't remember sitting down and saying, oh, that Len Dawson. Hey, I hope he gets hurt so Tom Flores can get in. I didn't say that at that point. So I understand that it's uh, tough. But that crowd was trying to get behind him, and Patrick Mahomes couldn't find anybody open and interceptions on consecutive drives, and the Niners capitalize on that. And so then they didn't panic, and apparently he helped Hill settle down. Hill said, quote, Pat being Pat, he came to me. He was like, 10, I need you, man. I need to get your mind right and believe. It's 2010, bro. I'm like, dude, it's 2010, seven minutes to go in the fourth quarter. He's like, come on, man. He was able to get my mind right. He was able to calm me down. He just told me, just believe, man. Well, then, I mean, that's a lot of maturity there. And Patrick Mahomes, I mean, look, you're disappointed when you throw a pick. You throw a pick at the Super Bowl, you're going to be disappointed. You're not going to jump up and down. But he seems pretty unflappable. Um was it, Jimmy Ward that almost took his face off when he was running towards the goal line and it popped the ball out and it went backwards? Joukowsky Tart, thank you. Um, he can take some hits. It always seems like to me, like Mahomes is one of those guys, He he doesn't know how to position himself for a hit. His hits always come like he's kind of like surprised by it. But this really, I mean... If you think about that point, that the Chiefs would score 21 points in the fourth quarter, the final scoreline is misleading because this really wasn't an 11-point game. It took another heroic comeback by Mahomes. And you take a 10-point deficit and turning it into an 11-point win? I mean, for much of the first 45 minutes, 50 minutes of that game, the Niners were heading towards their sixth championship first since 94, their defense would have been cemented as one of the best of their generation because they shut down the Chiefs' explosive passing game. How do you shut down Patrick Mahomes? I mean, how do you do it? Well, Mahomes, 5.8 yards per pass through the first three quarters, two picks, checking down, checking down. The Chiefs rallied to score touchdowns on three straight drives. Now, that last touchdown is a bit misleading because had the Chiefs gotten a first down, then the game was over. And so once he got the first down, they let him pretty much go for a touchdown. I likened it. I was telling my friend, "They're like, why'd they let him score? I'm like, they weren't trying to let him score, but it's sort of like on a walk-off hit, the outfielders just jog in. They don't even get the ball. They just let the ball bounce off the fence or roll to the wall. The ball's on the warning track. Why aren't they getting it? Because the game's over. So, and then to see Andy Reid with his team up 11 with five seconds left, he's still scheming, and he's like, okay, we got to do this. We got to just go back, go back, wait, 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 and then throw the ball as high as you can. Like, it's it's not physically, even if Mahomes handed the ball to Nick Bosa and said, run it into the end zone. Nick Bosa would have run the ball into the end zone as time expired. And even if they had gone for two, they still would have lost by three. But they weren't taking any chances at that point. But the uh, the comeback, some people said it was inevitable. I-, I didn't think that way. And why? Because I've watched the Niners all year. This if this was the Raiders, I'd think, ah, uh, you know, Mahomes is coming back. You just know. And honestly, Titans and uh, Texans—no offense—you could say, well, twenty-four to nothing. I did think that one was over, but with Mahomes, like, ah, oh, you never know. I kind of that as I said that Tarvaris more Tarvaris more uh, touchdown or interception. That to me, kind of felt like it was dumb, but. With the um, that 44-yard downfield strike from Mahomes and Hill to turn a third and long on their own side of the 50 into a first and 10 deep in 49ers territory. Three plays and a penalty later, the Chiefs got in and they got it to three points. And third and forever, as they said on the broadcast, Joe Buck, This is after uh, Kyle Shanahan won a challenge that negated a 16-yard completions from Mahomes to Hill because for some reason, Holmes tried to catch the ball with his elbows and his chest instead of his hands. And then it looked like, ooh, first and 10 on the 49ers' 49-yard line. But no, it was not their day. didn't seem like it. And instead, down by 10, third and 15 on their own 35-yard line with seven minutes left. And if they didn't convert, people were saying they'd have to go for it. I I wouldn't have gone for it. I wouldn't have gone for it because there's seven minutes left, and you have all three timeouts. If you don't get – maybe if it's like less than five, but fourth and 15 on your own 35, you're, you're giving away the Super Bowl with seven minutes left. Now, if you're down by three scores, then you have to do it. You're only down by two scores, but it didn't matter. They got the first. And my buddy Josh Dubo of the AP, he pointed out that the 49ers surrendered only two first downs on 45 third and 15s or longer this year. And the play was called, now it's going to live in infamy or, or beyond when you think about it, but it was called the 2-3 jet chip wasp. That's according to uh, Peter King. All right, we'll take a quick break. We'll come on back. We'll call it the Wasp again because Andy Reid said, you put the stinger on him. Ouch. Come on back.
6: products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term.
9: Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedar sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California Blue Goo, a try. Call 1 888 3300123 and you'll receive a one week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1 888 3300123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb.
11: Tittle always goes commando.
2: Oh, football season's over. Isn't it interesting? All the hype and the hubbub, and this last week, all the the interviews. We had Dom do an interview. I mean, just we had interviews up and down. I barely. I think I had one free segment on Friday. I think I had one free segment on Thursday, and now three hours of nothing. <laughs> Everybody's. Hit the road. But, as I said, I don't want to beat a dead horse. We'll bury it and move on tomorrow. But it's still fresh in our minds. As I said, 2-3 jet chip wasp. And um, the quarterback coach is Mike Kafka, who, by the way, at halftime, he uh, turned into a beetle. Anybody get that? Metamorphosis? Maybe not. Franz Kafka? He said, crazy thing is, Patrick called it. He asked for it. So the Chiefs proceeded to score a touchdown, got a punt, got another touchdown, got a punt, and then won the Super Bowl. And after the game, Mahomes said he felt like that conversion on third and forever turned the game around. Of course it did. Here's the thing, that one play, you know they have this thing now called win probability? Before that play, the Niners win probability, 95.4%. And after that play, it was still big, 829 And by the way, there's no formula or formulae, formulae that can put this in empirical terms. But still ESPN prints this stuff. And Mahomes said, I think it was the 3rd and 15 when we hit Tyreek down the field. We were in a bad situation, especially with that pass rush. You knew those guys had their ears pinned back, and they were going to be rushing. I think the offensive line gave me enough time to throw a really deep route, and I just put it out there, and Tyreek made a great play. So that got us going there. Well, the play required contributions from everyone on the offense, obviously. And uh, you have to need the offensive line to hold those guys up. I know some people were saying, Why wasn't Robert Sala blitzing? Why look, you got one of the past best pass rushes in base of baseball and football. And you say, Why didn't you blitz well if you blitz on third and fifteen, you go, Why did you blitz, you dummy? You had you should have been playing prevent. It's just it's always whatever doesn't work. Right? I think the only player I'm really happy about getting a ring is Steve Wisniewski, who plays left guard. Little Wiz was Reggie McKenzie's first draft pick. and Or should I say second draft? Whatever it was. The, the Raiders didn't have a first-round pick. And he came in, and I got to meet him. He's a nice guy. He really is. But Eric Fisher, number one overall pick, going up against the number two overall pick some years later, Nick Bosa. And for the most part, Fisher held up. Although the first pass of the game, what happened? Bosa knocks the ball away. And there was one thing. Sometimes you know, like Richard Sherman talking all this smack, and then in the end he loses. That was after that interception by Tavarius Moore. Um, and Bosa and Fisher were going at it. There was a slow mo replay. Did you see it? Where uh, Bosa went to Fisher and went like da ha. And like, oh, they're rubbing it in. But sometimes when you do that, it uh, it doesn't bode well. I don't know. It seems to come back and and bites you in the butt. But as Mahomes dropped back to pass, kept dropping back, kept dropping back, waiting for Hill to make his break. The ball was snapped from the thirty-five yard line. He uh, fielded the snap at the thirty. He released the ball at the twenty-two. He dropped back so far he nearly fell off the edge of Kyrie Irving's earth. But despite enduring a hit, he threw the ball 57.1 yards in the air. And it looked like Hill was running a post, but then he suddenly swerved and cut back to the outside. So it's kind of like a post corner. And Hill said, it's just a deep route, a deep out, a deep, you know, set up the safety, get his hips to flip, and then roll it out. Dom, did you see that moment after the Moore interception when Bosa went, ah, to Fisher? Yeah. Anyway, sorry. But, yeah, the ball hung up there forever, and it it, it, just—57 yards in the air. But Hill said himself, people fear, fear speed, and people really fear speed in the NFL. And I was able to use my speed, get him to roll with it. So, Jimmy Ward, did he have that deep third? This is the thing that I always hate when people talk about, you know, this guy didn't do this, that. this guy didn't do that. I mean, if you look at Emmanuel Mosley, was he, wasn't he in a deep third? Is that really Jimmy Ward's fault? Because Jimmy Ward was, looked like he had deep third in the middle. But, I mean, I, I give the Chiefs credit for getting a guy up there. And Ward said, I was supposed to be in the post. That's what Ward said. He ended up running a great route, bending at outside thirds. Now, Joukowsky-Tart, he was tracking Kelsey. That's what strong safeties usually do. And if he wasn't tracking him, then it's not really a true cover three. And Tart said, we just hurt ourselves on our play, and we were suspecting that play, and we just didn't execute as a defense. Now, that's interesting. That means they did their homework. They were expecting that play. But then that makes you more mad because, like, you're expecting that play and it still worked. Well, why would they say they expected that play? Because the Chiefs used it last year in the AFC championship game. They just ran it to the other side of the field. Except in that case, the Patriots were in man. Why would they be in man in 3rd and 15? Because Belichick knows defense better than you and me. And it worked. Well, it worked. They allowed a 42-yard gain. (laughs) So Mahomes said they were kind of playing this robber coverage all game long. The safety coming down, robbing all our deep cross routes. And we had a good play call on it. Or we had Kelsey do a little stutter step deep cross. We had Tyreek getting one-on-one with the safety. But that biggest thing was we needed good protection. It was a long route. And it actually, the same play we ran against New England in the playoffs last year, where I hit him down the silence. So we got good protection by the offensive line. They gave me enough time. I put it out there. Tyreek made a great play. So one year ago, that play was forgotten. Because they went to OT and they had lost. That play will always be remembered, and it will be remembered in Chiefs lore and Super Bowl lore. And that's the thing about the Super Bowl. Why was Debo Samuel crying? Because that might be the only Super Bowl he ever plays in, and you can taste that ring. You can taste it. Put it in your mouth. Mike Dickin, my Super Bowl ring's making too much noise right now. And I'm sure Dominic didn't want to come in today and hear me talk about this for three hours. Believe me, there have been plenty of times in sports where I have to talk about, I had to come in after the Raiders lost the Super Bowl. That was fun. But if these things happen during the regular, every team, all 32 teams, can point to better plays than that third and 15. But they happen during the regular season. And only really those fans and maybe the other team remember. Remember that time when the guy was like, well, what what was that? Week, Week 12 against... Seattle, but it was at home, I think. Oh, yeah. You do it in the Super Bowl. Look at Lynn Swan. He makes a great catch where he's fumbling, fumbling, bumbling, falling down, caught it. Oh, you're going to the Hall of Fame. You're going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, the weird thing is when I think about the Niners against the Ravens, the Niners never led that whole game. But you kind of thought – But the way it ended, they had a chance to win it, and they didn't get it done. So it hurts. They kept going at Crabtree, Crabtree, Crabtree. I didn't like the fade call. But this was the Niners' year. They were the number one seed. They – I don't know. the, The two picks, it just felt like I was reading the correct script, and then the Chiefs ruined the script. So people play the blame game. I don't really think it's a blame game. No one dropped a punt, although Richie James did for a second, but he was able to get it back. You can blame or not blame any either way you want. We're talking it. We're talking Super Bowl. Come on back.
0: That's 800 403
6: 5912 Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices.
0: That's 800-470-7113. You
15: can't be serious, man. You cannot be
4: serious!
11: Piddle is a majestic stallion.
2: Thank you for that. one eight hundred eight seven eight. 878 play one eight hundred eight seven eight seven five two nine. 878 7529 Get in and uh, get heard. We'd love to hear from you, whatever's going on in your sporting world. We're talking about the Super Bowl since it is the uh, uh, Super Bowl uh, day after. And um, we also, <coughs> um, I saw, or anyway, I saw a clip from the internet that uh Damian Williams ran down Raheem Mostert in the tunnel after the game to tr- swap jerseys because they're both undrafted guys and have a lot of respect for each other. Um, that's kind of an interesting thing. I don't usually hear about that in the Super Bowl. You kind of want to hold on to the jersey you wore in the Super Bowl, one way or another. Um, I also thought it was cool. In the middle of the game, MLB Trade Rumors puts out, like, Phillies sign a minor league infielder. I'm like, are you guys pretending like you're not watching the game? You know you are. Frank Clark, by the way, who uh, came over from the old uh, Seahawks, and uh, Chris Myers was talking to him. He goes, we need to get you your own show after the game. But um, after the game, he uh, took to the uh, the mic and uh, on another show and said, um, we knew to challenge their checkdowns. You paying the guy $140 million, $130 million, whatever he's getting paid, man, you got to throw the ball. Obviously, he didn't do that. They threw for about 200 yards on checkdowns. That ain't enough to win the game against us. So a little shade on Jimmy G and Kyle right there. 20 of 31 was Jimmy G for 219 touchdowns. The funny thing is one touchdown, two picks. The last one was in desperation. But we were trying to think who would be the Niners MVP, and I was thinking is it Kyle Juszczyk? (laughs) Who would be the guy? I mean, if you think about 20 of 31, that's not incredible, but that's more than twice of the two postseason games combined for completions, 20. And if you relied too much on the check down game, I don't think there's a lot of evidence to support that. Eight different receivers, six of those receivers had at least a reception of 12 yards each. But on the flip side, if you think about that push pass to Debo Samuel, that helped his yardage and completion rate. Uh, Coleman and Mostert, just one catch out of the backfield. Samuel was probably the check down option most of the time. A couple of screens as well. But, I mean, do you really want to get into the, 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 the stats and all that type of thing where you say, you know, is this guy worth the money? Is this guy not worth the money? Of course he's worth the money. Now, Kyle Shanahan after the game. He knows a lot about football and football victory and adversity. And it's not easy to swallow for a guy who had the number one seed and a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. And if you think about, as I said, uh, sifting through the rubble about what they did and didn't do, but according to some reports, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan are going to get extensions now. And they're also trying to extend Kittle right now. No relation. But you think about Jimmy Garoppolo. He led his team to 13 wins and two playoff wins. He's like, oh, they need an upgrade there. No, they don't. Think about how good. Anybody know how good Debo Samuel was going to be? I didn't realize how big he was. He's 220 pounds. I thought he was more of a little guy. If you think about, you know, this is the other thing, too. Kansas City, I don't know if I've ever seen in a team in the Super Bowl with zero running game. Damian Williams? That's your tailback. I mean, zero running game. So Pro Football Talk interviewed Kyle after the game, Shanahan. He said bouncing back shouldn't be a problem. We'll lick our wounds. We'll get over this. We'll be fired up for next year. we got a lot of people coming back. I think we surprised a lot of people this year. We knew we had a really good team. I'm very proud of the guys and how much they got throughout this year, and I expect almost all of these guys to be back and planning on adding a few more. We're going to rest a little bit, get over this, but we'll be very fired up for next year. Well, it's easier said than done. The Rams, what did they do this year? They didn't even go to the playoffs. The last team to lose the Super Bowl and then come back and win it the next year, I mean, it was the Patriots, but then again, that's the Patriots. It's not. That's why they say when you get there and you have it there. It's just. It's so. It's such a precarious thing to have, or not have. But I heard. You know, there were there were some Niner fans before the game going, "Look, we're four and twelve. Whatever happens, what a great year." I'm like, "Don't don't get magnanimous now." You know, just see <laughs> see what happens before you say thanks for the ride. But I remember when Moore intercepted that pass and they're up by 10 with seven minutes left, I'm like, wow, they really are going to go from 4 to 12 to winning the Super Bowl. This is this is amazing. They really are going to do it. Now, not just New England, but if you think about losing one, winning one the next year, Dolphins did it, Cowboys did it. It's not easy. But the whole thing about it shouldn't be a problem. Well, the problem is is that Shanahan now has to take the lessons learned from not just the Falcons game, which, as a reminder, he was not the head coach, and then combine them with this fourth-quarter collapse. Now, is it a fourth-quarter collapse, or is it Patrick Mahomes rising up? Well, what it is is it's both. Because if Patrick Mahomes dominated you the whole game, then he's just better than you. You can't stop him. Better team won. But when you are holding him in check for uh, 53 minutes, then it is a collapse. Absolutely is a collapse. And it's also Mahomes rising up. It's a little bit of both right there. But, you know, people will talk about historic collapses and the – and by the way, there have been 165 games this season, regular season and playoffs, where the team led by 10 with seven minutes left, and they were 164 and one. This is why you go, Rick. Why did you think the game was over? Well, 164 and one. That's how I answer that question. So, um, if you think about, people say, well, Jimmy G choked in the fourth quarter. He was 3 of 11 for 36 yards. Well, Shanahan was rattling off a list of missed opportunities that were bugging him huge. He said there in the fourth quarter, we had a low pass to Kittle that the Chiefs made a good play on, and we had another big one to Debo that sailed over his head. I think Jimmy got hit when he was throwing. I couldn't tell, so that was a big one. Yeah, when he skied it out, that was exciting. Just a couple steps too far. Kyle continues. Then we had Kittle really open on the next drive over the middle. But Chris Jones did a hell of a job tipping the ball. So that ended that, and we didn't convert that third down either. So interestingly enough, one play Shanahan didn't mention is the one that could have put this collapse on ice, and that was 140 left, and Emmanuel Sanders down the middle, and that was overthrown. It's not an easy throw either, but the thing is, Emmanuel Sanders got behind both safeties. And when you get behind both safeties, that's a hard thing to give up. And then there's another one where Kittle was over in the middle and he was wide open and Jimmy J didn't see him. And in his defense you can't see everybody at all times. And the guy you're looking at who you think is getting open, it's like, never mind, I think this guy's open. But maybe that one throw epitomized the whole fourth quarter for the Niners. Opportunities, and they couldn't capitalize. Death by a 1,000 paper cuts, Chinese water torture, whatever it is. Races. I think that's what it's called. But as the game went on, the 49ers offense looked more and more weak. And after making it through three quarters without a punt, they punted on their first two possessions of the fourth, and they just handed it to Robert Sala, who probably was like, don't worry, I got this. And all of a sudden, they didn't get this. So Mahomes deserves all the credit in the world because, and he is the MVP, and he definitely got an assist from Kansas City's defense. And that was the one thing we didn't talk about. We talked about the Niners offense and their great running game. We talked about the Niners' great defense. We talked about the Chiefs' great offense, but we didn't talk about the Chiefs' defense because they were just, eh. And it was clear that the Niners were getting a little gassed. And that the collapse was gradual. It felt like the I mean, the defensive collapse was rooted in one play. We already talked about that. The wasp play, third and fifteen. And with the Niners up 20-10, to I think the next play was going to be a punt. And so, um, you know, everyone's like, you can never let that happen. You can never let that happen. That might have been the one play all game where Patrick Mahomes actually stepped up. He was always just all over the place. But after that play, the defense looked defeated and deflated, but they weren't. Now, some people say they lost their will to win. I'm like, you're not going to tell me that you climbed and hide these guys' heads and said, we don't want to win anymore. No. But five plays later, touchdown. The Niners are still up 20-17, to 17, and that's when I said, here's the drive. There was five minutes left, or six minutes left. I go, here's the drive. Melk it, milk it, milk it. Mostert, Breida, Mostert, Coleman, Mostert, Mostert, Coleman. And, you know, 28-3, to three, that stings, but he wasn't the head coach. It's more important. When you're the head coach, obviously, but Kyle said, "quote Everyone's disappointed and they should be. I wouldn't expect anything different. Guys put their heart into the season and came up one game short. I'm extremely proud of us, but this is going to take a little bit of time to get over." End quote. So instead of a parade, which we were going to have here on Wednesday, and these parades get crazy, we've seen him with the Giants. He's now is going to have to deal with reputation as quote unquote choker. Is that fair? It doesn't matter if it's fair. That's the nature of sports in the United States of America, baby. You're going to get labeled. Now he's choker because he was the OC of a 25-point lead and the head coach of a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter. And he's part of the biggest collapse in fourth quarter history and tied for the second biggest collapse. And here's the thing about fourth quarter collapses it's happened 32 times in the Super Bowl where a team leading by 10 points or more. The teams are 29 and 3. Two of those are Shanahan, if you count him as an OC. So when he was up 20 to 10, he said, no, I don't ever feel good until the game is over, which is right. Well, he supposed to get comfortable. So he's seen the worst that the Super Bowl has to offer. And that might hold him in good stead at some point. And some people said, oh, Groundhog Day. That's the day it was, and it's Groundhog Day for Shanahan. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. It's going to hurt. It's going to sting. It still stings. It's going to sting for a while. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back.
13: Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now.
1: Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans?
3: I'm just a caveman. Your world frightens and confuses me. (laughs)
11: Rick Tittle wants to hear from you. The phone call is free, y'all. Just dial 1-800-878-PLAY to get yourself on the air right now. Call him up now, lazy ass. 1-800-878-PLAY.
15: But I don't think you should be butting in when I'm talking to my team. You're my assistant, okay? You're supposed to back me up and go get me juice boxes when I tell you. Now go get me a juice box. You know who you're talking to. I'm talking to the juice box guy. You're crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm just thirsty. Why don't you go to hell? No, you go to hell. While you're there, why don't you grab me a juice box? I'm no juice box boy, I'll tell you that. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yes, you are. No, I'm not.
2: All right. All right. All right. Got another hour to go. 1 800 878 play. More about the Super Bowl. A little bit more. I've always told people. If you go and your team wins, it's the greatest sporting event you'll ever go to. Like Super Bowl fifteen, I remember the whole flight home I was just brimming. And then I was like a mini celebrity at my high school because I went to the game and I brought back a pennant from my friend who gave me the cash. But that Super Bowl thirty seven game, I'm with my little brother and we trudged out with like a minute left before Gannon's last interception, a long, long, long walk from Jack Murphy toilet to the car and these Charger fans and their baby blue sail jerseys came out from the manhole lids and the trash bands and started teasing Raider fans. Ah, you lost. See that's the way it should be. It's like, you know, oh yeah the Niners won. <laughs> it's like, there are so many or the Chiefs won. It just amazes me these Raider fans that root for the Chiefs. They just they don't understand Raider history. They don't understand the Raiders. You don't understand the Raiders. If you rooted for the Chiefs, you don't understand who the Oakland Raiders are. You're going to be a good fit in Las Vegas, and you can start a whole new tradition and think that the 49ers are your rival. Are you still going to hate the Niners even when you're in Vegas? Probably. All right, we have another hour. We'll get on back on Byline. Byline.
0: That's 877-360-0402.
8: Rick Tittle knows his sports. I hate
1: that guy. I love that guy. Oh, my gosh, he's so fine. Rick Tittle brings home the bacon, fries it up in a pan, and then he eats it. Ricky T in the hizzle for shizzle, biznatch.
2: Another hour. Yeah, hour three is here. What do you got? Oh, it's 1106, San Francisco, Broadway, North Beach, Financial District, DeBay. It's all here in a town that uh, is licking its wounds this morning. They're getting ready for a parade. And um, now the Chiefs are going to have a parade on Wednesday. And my friend Gracie Terrell, Gat, the notorious... GAT that I've had on my show many times over the years talking Royals and Chiefs uh, she says that uh, she's going to give us a live report from the parade on Wednesday so maybe Dominic can miss that segment on Wednesday okay. 1-800-878 play to get in 1-800-878-7529 uh, anything else going on in your sporting world as I said for me the big news was a Steven Bergwine goal against Man City. The hell's that all about? VAR, video assistant referee, we would call it instant replay, is is a joke. Deli Ali should have, the foul on him by Raheem Sterling should have been a red card. It wasn't. And then there's a penalty, which was probably deserved on Serge Aurier, but it came more than two minutes later in the middle of action. The referee, Mike Dean, stopped everything. And then Hugo Lloris saves it, and then he fouls Sterling again. And then people thought Sterling dove, and VAR didn't catch that. So VAR was 0 for 3 in that game. It's really weird. And yet we're slaves to it. But that's neither here nor there. What's going on with you? one 800 Tune-in app. iHeartRadio app. Stitcher app. Twitch. Twitch.tv. There I am in my reading glasses looking so fine in my fleece. CRN Digital Plus 2 Cable Radio Network. Channel 2 and your cable provider. 35 million homes, homes. And AFN, American Forces Radio Network. Got a really cool call on Friday from a lieutenant commander in the Navy from Guam. Big shout out to our troops. Come on back.
0: Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline Travel Hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's
7: 800-754-4531. Titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. Genius. The best show ever. He's so wonderful. titillating sports with Rick Tittle. Rick Tittle is a He's so handsome. He's a genius.
2: Thank you so much. Welcome back to the show. Another hour together and the lines are open this whole three hour show. A 3 hours shore. the ship touched down on the shore of this uncharted desert isle with gilligan the odds in vegas are already out for next year's super bowl there are three favorites the two participants and the ravens are all 7 to 1 then you got the saints 10 to 1 patriots 12 to 1 and then packers and eagles are fifteen to one, Seattle at eighteen to one, and then Dallas is twenty to one. After that you get in the long arm of the law, long odds. It hurts to see Las Vegas Raiders and it's going to hurt forever. How did we get and these are both thirty to one teams listed side by side. Las Vegas Raiders, Los Angeles Chargers. What happened? What happened? And then bottom of the barrel, the the Bengals are 125 to 1. Good luck, Joe Burrow. And then two 100 to 1s, Dolphins and Redskins. That's it. Now, Carson Levitt, my main man, the prognosticator, he was in Friday with all his bets, and he said he's never been more confident of the Super Bowl. He said, not only are the 49ers going to win, they're going to blow them out. And he said, the best quarterback always loses the Super Bowl. And I thought, well, the last two I've been to, well, the only two I've been to, now I've been to three. The last um, two I've been to, that was true because Cam Newton was the MVP of the league and he lost in Super Bowl 50. And then um, Super Bowl 37, Rich Gannon was the MVP of the NFL and he lost to Brad Johnson. But there's been times where teams have had great quarterbacks and have won the game. So I'm going to say Carson probably took a bath in that one. He is not uh, – I, I did not text him, and he has not uh, called in. But a very interesting story. Uh, Andy Reid uh, came up with a little bit of a trick play in the game, and he actually uh, said where it came from. The Niners were winning 3 to nothing. And Mahomes had possession with seven um, minutes and 57 seconds left in the first session, and they mounted a drive that devoured seven and a half minutes, and it ended up on a touchdown from a quarterback option that was three fakes. That wasn't the biggest play of that drive, though. That belonged to Damian Williams. It was a fourth and one, and it was a direct snap. And if you've seen it, it was funny. Three guys did a pirouette and moved one spot to the right. One spot to the right. Now, if you've ever seen that before, then you have a good memory. Because Andy Reid said after the game, you know where that play comes from? 1949 Rose Bowl. I probably shouldn't be giving this away. The Rose Bowl, Michigan versus USC. And so it's just a play we've been working and wondering when we can polish it off. It was fun to watch, and those guys did a great job executing it. I mean, all that hard work and practicing that play for the entire season, and it just worked and it paid off. And it's true. And then Kevin Boylard, football reporter, he got the video on Twitter and he put it side by side and it's a it's a very interesting thing to watch as you see these guys pop out and move one play to the right and then the direct snap and then the quarterback turning it's literally the exact same play and on that particular rose bowl the fact that it's had an outcome on Super Bowl 54 is no happenstance because Reed says there's a direct connection to his family in that Wolverines blowout over the Trojans 70 years ago. He said, my brother's high school coach was actually in that game for USC. So I had a little bit of tape, and I went back through and pulled that out. Now, if you <laughs> he's not worried about anyone spilling the beans because there's a, a pantry's worth in Kansas City. And guys like Biennemi saying who the play was from. He said, "Did Reed? We actually have a whole package of it, so you have to wait until next year to see the rest. There's some good stuff." All right, so you heard it here. You heard it here first. Uh, defensive coordinators, your job of stopping Andy Reid just got harder. And Mahomes said, "We've worked on that play since the first day of OTAs. We just worked on that play." Like Coach Reed said, we have a whole package that we were working on. We kept working on it every single week and kept working on it and executing it and doing it the right way and waiting for the perfect time to call it. So with everything on the line and desperately needed conversion, there was no more perfect moment to unveil that play. And by the way, I would have kicked field goals both times. I'm more conservative. It's the Super Bowl. What do you do? And so – Mahomes said when we were there and Coach said it, I was like, it's time. Let's do it. We all spun around. Everybody did it the right way. Damien had a great catch on the snap, and then he hit up the middle. I think that's just practice. You never know when those plays are going to get called, but you just keep working and trying to perfect them every single time you get an opportunity to do it. So the first bite, not the last. Three more in rapid succession in the fourth quarter, and the 49ers are going into their offseason wondering where it all went wrong. They're going to detox, and Kyle Shanahan said they're going to bounce back. And the Chiefs were, you know, <laughs> spinning in the first quarter and standing on the podium after the game, first time in 50 years. And it's funny because I didn't think about it till I saw him. But where I sit in the press box, I usually sit in the third row in Oakland, or used to. They moved. Um, And that second row on the left side is for the visiting team. And there was always this guy who looked like Billy Bean, works for the Chiefs. I mean, it's remarkable how much he looks like Billy Bean. But he's always got a scowl on his face, and he's always barking at people, and everybody looks really scared of him. And I thought, this guy must be the head of media relations. I mean, he's got to be it. But I, I didn't think about him at all until after the game when Andy Reid was walking off the field and a guy runs up and kisses him twice on the head and then like starts leading him towards interviews, and it was that guy. And I thought, oh, I hate that guy. I didn't want him to get a ring. I just love the fact that Andy Reid said it was from the 1949 Rose Bowl. That's the type of thing where you just know that <clears throat> someone's a student of the game. Uh, I also liked it before the game that they brought out the the top 100, you know, those that could still be with us, and they divide them in different categories. They actually started off with the Raiders, I guess, to get them over with quickest. But Belichick flashed some of his bling, too, three rings he was wearing. And people were like, oh, Bill Belichick. He's flashing all the bling. That's that's not like him. Well, who's to say it's not like him? I, I thought that was kind of a cool moment. Um, the person who sang God Bless America, I've never heard of her, but she was fantastic gospel singer. And then um, I've heard the name Debbie, Demi Lovato. I've heard the name. I had no idea what she looked like. And it's funny. I thought she was like a young, she's like somebody's mom, I guess. I thought she was a young girl, but she's kind of a beefy. What is she in her forties, maybe? Demi Demi Lovato is twenty three. That girl that sang the national anthem. Oh my gosh. I thought she was mom age. Wow. All right. Well, as you can tell, I'm out of it. I have heard of her though. She's on the radio, I think. All right. I'm Rick Tittle. Come on back.
6: products they offer increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term
9: hi i'm dr robert Clapper, chief of orthopedic surgery at cedars-sinai medical group in los angeles california Blue Goo a try. Call 1 3300123 and you'll receive a one week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1 3300123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dudagoo.com.
7: Now available at select big five stores near you.
10: Sometimes when I'm driving on the road at night, I see two headlights coming toward me. Fast, I have this sudden impulse to turn the wheel quickly, head on into the oncoming car. I can anticipate the explosion, the sound of shattering glass, the flames rising out of the flowing gasoline. Right. Well, I
5: have to go now, Duane, because I, I'm due back on the planet Earth.
11: Tittle ain't the man, but Rick Tittle know who the man is, and he slapped his white fanny.
2: Slapping it live on Twitch.tv as well. That's right. I said television, girl. Don't act like I did when I didn't. I wish you would try to talk. one 800 Let's get ourselves heard uh, when it comes to sports. You know, it's funny. It's people saying oh the uh, the warriors are in orlando and it's just so funny how how you change perspective does anybody care about the warriors in orlando right now they stink the niners just lost the super bowl by the way giants fan fest on saturday dominic does that help <laughs> i wouldn't think it would help But anything to – look, it's less than 24 hours. It's still fresh. And the other thing is it's one thing when you tease your fans to make you think you're going to win it. Like when the Niners played the Chargers, the Chargers knew 10 minutes into the first quarter that they were not going to win the Super Bowl. It's just hard when you think you are. That's the other thing. Now, here's the other thing about the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We found out on Super Bowl Eve Saturday – that we're going to have the biggest classes of all time, 20 members, 20. We're going to have uh, the modern-day inductees, five. We're going to have two coaches, three contributors, 10 senior inductees, 20. So who made it from the votes, the modern era? Steve Atwater. What? What? Okay. I, I just I, I Steve Atwater to me was, ooh, he hit hard. Okay. Isaac Bruce finally made it. Bully for him. I have no problem with Isaac Bruce. He caught over a thousand touchdowns in the NFL. Or I should say a thousand receptions. <laughs> a thousand touchdowns. Steve Hutchinson, the left guard, seven straight Pro Bowls. I don't have a problem with that. Edgeron James. And then somebody reminded me, you know he led the NFL in rushing his first two years. I do not remember that. But now that whole team with Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne and Peyton Manning, I mean, they're all in there now. Well, not Wayne. But Polamalu, one of the best strong safeties of his era. Four-time All-Pro, eight-time Pro Bowler champ. I don't have a problem with that. I think Atwater's the one I have the most with, but it doesn't matter what I think. Coaches, not Tom Flores, but Bill Cower and Jimmy Johnson. We've already talked about that. Senior inductees, Harold Carmichael made it. He's the best receiver in Eagle history. There's no doubt about it. And uh, I saw him play in the Super Bowl. Jimbo Covert with the Bears, Blocked from Marino at Pitt. He was a a left tackle, um, protecting McMahon, helping Sweetness and Super Bowl champs. All-time career rushing record, Sweetness set, Walter Payton in 84. Bobby Dillon. Bobby Dillon, wasn't he the crooner? No, it's Bobby Darren. Oh, that shock bites with those teeth, dear. Bobby Dillon, a safety for the Packers in the 50s, all-time leader in receptions for the Packers, 52. Cliff Harris, who was a safety with the Cowboys, and this is the thing we talked about, was that he was on the All-70s team and now every member of the All-70s team has made it except for Drew Pearson. Winston Hill, sounds like a cigarette or a betting house, eight-time Pro Bowling, uh, left tackle for the Jets in Super Bowl three with Joe Willie. Helped running backs like Matt Snell, Emerson Boozer, those guys. Alex Karras finally is in. Very uh, intimidating tackle. Probably better known for his acting career with the younger crowd. Donnie Schell made it. Man, I know he won four Super Bowls. I know he had a lot of picks. All right, whatever. Duke Slater. I was a Steeler hater. Duke Slater, you didn't see play. His last year was before my dad was born. But he was the first ever African-American lineman. He started for the NFL's Milwaukee Badgers, Rock Island Independents, and Chicago Cardinals. I think you can put him in just for being the trailblazer. Mac Speedy. Mac Speedy, before my time, World War II to the early 50s. The best end of his era. Led the league in receptions four times, receiving yards twice. NFL champion, 1950. That's another thing to keep in mind. The term end, like Bill Walsh was an end. It means wide receiver. Somebody would split an end. Now when you hear end, you probably think defensive end. I think. Ed Sprinkle, guy who played another World War II to 50s, a two-way player, helped the Bears to the 46 title. These guys have been out there forever and haven't made it in, and now they have. And then three contributors. Steve Sable, the co-founder of NFL Films with his dad, Ed. Unfortunately, they're no longer with us. His dad got inducted 2011, and Steve was part of growing NFL Films during the last century. Tagliaboo. Hi, I'm Paul Tagliaboo, commissioner of the NFL. You're listening to my fan. Radio show, Rick Diddle, burp. I used to be one of my rejoiners. Uh, Commissioner for uh, 17 years. No work stoppages during his time as commissioner. I don't care It's like, well, he grew the sport. The sport was already growing. That's like saying, check out that weed. I took care of it. The weed's going to grow. No work stoppages is the thing you can hang your hat on. That means you were able to keep labor peace, which is not easy at all. There. And then George Young, big guy with the little glasses. I always think about him with the Giants. He was executive of the year five times, nearly 20 years with the Giants, 79 to 97, two Super Bowls, Um, Hall of Famers like Lawrence Taylor and Harry Carson, and then you got pro bowlers like Joe Morris, Mark Bavaro, George Martin, Jim Burt, Sean Punnett backwards, Landetta, Otis, O.J. Anderson, Michael Strahan, Eli Manning, who's probably going to go in the Hall of Fame. Uh, George Young also hired a guy named Bill Parcells, who won their first two Super Bowls there, a guy who's in the Hall of Fame himself. So we have these new inductees. But this is why I've said the Hall of Fame, it's not like jury duty, but it's close. Now, don't tell Drew Pearson that. Probably punch in the face. But... In baseball, you could have none in the Hall of Fame. One year, Bruce Souter went in by himself, and that was a boring um, weekend, that weekend up there in upstate New York. What's the Lake Oneonta, I think, Lake Oneonta? I've been there. I was there in uh, winter. I was like one of three people who were in there that day because it was snowing literally in Cooperstown. And it, Cooperstown is a rough ride to get to. I've been to Canton as well, or as they say, Canton. Canton is in China, people reminded me. Um, I went to Canton in 1986, and it was a remarkable experience. And one of the best things about the Hall of Fame for me then was that there's this huge store in the back as you're leaving, and you can get anything you wanted with your team's logo on it, barbecue mitts, contact lenses, temporary butt tattoos, whatever it was. Now you can go on Fanatics or Amazon and get it in five seconds. But back then, it's like, oh, my gosh, I wish I was rich. I'd buy everything in here. I'll take that uh, Weber barbecue with the Raider logo on it, all that stuff. So, you know, listen, I'm never going to say someone who gets in the Hall of Fame, that guy sucked. I just – some guys were overrated, and some guys I have, I can't possibly have an opinion on. But you look at numbers. You're like, Donnie Shell had 51 picks. Why do you think he's not in? Well, there's two reasons. Number one, I'm a Steeler hater from back in that time. They were my most hated team as a little kid. And then number two – I never saw him do anything, but then again, I was a little kid, so we all have our own imp- first impressions, and that's why if I ever had a ballot, I wouldn't just look at Steve Atwater and go, Steve Atwater, you got to be kidding me, boom. You'd look at the numbers, and you'd say, he was the guy that sacked Favre to beat the Packers in the Super Bowl, big upset. I'm like, I'm not going to put him in the Hall of Fame for one play. He was a first-round pick. He played with. Ronnie Law at USC. But you've got to go over the numbers and then vote for people who you think for. But 20 people going into Hall of Fame class, I think it waters it down. No offense to um, these guys like Bobby Dillon and Cliff Harris and Winston Hill. I think it waters it down, though, when you take 20. Come on back.
0: That's 800-403-5912.
10: Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill.
11: If you need anything from a simple home repair to a major remodel, you need to know about HomeAdvisor. It's a totally free service that instantly connects you with top
3: local service pros. HomeAdvisor is a very easy way to find a home contractor, and for me, it's the only way.
11: You can use HomeAdvisor
3: for everything. Your house cleaning, your painting.
4: Electricians, plumbers, handymen. We've had nothing but sad every single
11: time. Just select the type of work you need done, and HomeAdvisor's Profinder technology instantly finds top pros in your area. You can read customer reviews of the pros even use their cost guide to find out what hundreds of other repair and improvement projects cost in your area. I think everybody should use HomeAdvisor. In fact, I tell everybody to use HomeAdvisor.
5: HomeAdvisor is a total solution to any type of work you would ever want to do around your house.
11: And best of all, it's completely free. Go to HomeAdvisor.com or download the free app. Rick Tittle once threw a tennis ball at a donkey.
2: Right at a donkey's head. And I said, take that dumb donkey. I abuse animals. PETA sucks. Just kidding. Relax. 1-800-878-PLAY. It's funny how people said, Andy Reid proved the critics wrong. Wh- who's the critic? What, that he can't win the big one? I, I never understood that. You suck. You can't win the big one. Well, um, if there's anything that I could be critical of Andy Reid, it would be that he kind of made Kyle wait for the handshake. But then again, people ran over to him. His wife, his players are all hugging him. Is he supposed to say, hold on, let me get Kyle first? I mean, maybe he should have. But they poured the orange Gatorade on him. There's a prop bed. And he smiled. 61 years old. And he did it in a way that is counter to so many things that we've heard about him. That he can't manage the clock, that he blah, 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 he'll always choke. And Patrick Mahomes said he's one of the greatest coaches of all time, and he already was before this game, but he deserved this. But that's it. Reed, he chokes in the big games. It's Andy Reid, too pass happy, too predictable. Um, all he does is throw it. Even though he'd called 19 runs to 25 passes through three quarters. And you can nitpick him. That they're in the game. And look, Kyle understands his position that he's going to get ripped. It's just the way it is. Reed said, I'm not sure it's all sunk in, but it's awesome. Well, if anything, Reed was the aggressor. And I don't think anybody got out-coached. That's just a – when someone wins now, they go, oh, he got out-coached. Tell me how he got out-coached. Now, I know, as I said, there was a trick play from the Rose Bowl. There was a play where Robert Sala's defense didn't cover. These guys aren't robots. It's going to happen. Plus, receivers are good. Receivers will do fakes and jukes. And you can say, well, Shanahan wasn't as proactive. If anything, for me – if you want to get mad at Shanahan, it's the end of the first half when even his own GM, as we saw later when we saw the clip, was going timeout, timeout. What are you doing? This was not a night where things came easy for the Chiefs. Not till the end. They had to work for everything. Even after Jimmy G's uh, first interception, they, the defense for the Niners only gave up three points. That. And... At that point, you'd say, who's the MVP of the Chiefs with six minutes left? It probably would have been Damian Williams. And Mahomes said, I tried to force some things, and it led to turnovers. Well, none of the Chiefs' star players were having a great game, and the Niners were starting to dominate in the trenches, especially the first two drives. The Niners win the toss. They defer. The ref almost gets it. So do you want the ball? Do you want the ball? It's like, what's going on here? Just say, we'll take the ball in the second half. That's all it is. We'll kick off. But the thing is, if you say, we'll kick off, then you say, oh, you got to choose. Now they get to choose, and they choose to receive. So you have to say the words defer. It's very complicated. But even after all that, you think about um, uh, that pass to Hill. And he said, did Hill, that's just one of our third down calls. And Reed said, it felt like if we could just find that accelerator, we'd be okay. Well, he was willing to let Mahomes do what he wanted to do. And Mahomes said afterward, he said, just keep being yourself, look around, throw what you got to throw, do what you got to do. But Andy Reed was always the hard luck guy, the lovable loser, four straight NFC title games, five overall with the Eagles, no Lombardis. And, you know, last year, overtime, at home to the Pats. And he said about the Eagles, we were so close so many times. Yeah, well, in reality, Reed had already amassed a, uh, a resume worthy of Canton. And except for that Super Bowl. Seventh in the history of game with wins. Um, He's going to, next year, he's going to pass Paul Brown. Because he only needs seven wins. Going to go out on a limb and say the Super Bowl champs will win seven games. Um, 15 postseasons. Only three coaches have more Shula, 19. Belichick, 18. Landry, 18. 29 playoff games he's coached in. Belichick, Landry, and Shula are the only ones that coach in 30. Um, his passing uh, now he comes from the Bill Walsh passing or coaching tree, I should say, with. Um, a little help from Mike Holmgren, but guys who coached under him who are now leading teams like John Harbaugh, Ron Rivera, Doug Peterson, Sean McDermott, Matt Nagy, um, other top assistants, Pat Shermer, Todd Bowles, Steve Spagnuolo, who's there again, and Brad Childress. And it won't be long before more guys on the staff like Eric P. and maybe Mike Metamorphosis Kafka get their own teams. But, you know, Reed has been an offensive guy since the Eagles hired him as a quarterback coach. Um, and then they hired him as the head coach. You hired your quarterback coach? From where? Packers. And remember, he was there coaching with Steve Mariucci. who was Brett Favre's coach after that. But this is a guy who liked to throw on first down, and he did it with Donovan McNabb. He did it with Michael Vick. He did it with Alex Smith, and now Mahomes. And even throwing in single T formations and all that stuff. But he has also been a guy that's mutually respected and loved because apparently he shows people a lot of care and he's got a great ability to teach football. Um, he had personal tragedy in his family, just horrible. But the legion of coaches that swear by him are great. And not just coaches, players, players. Travis Kelsey said, he acts like a father figure to everyone in the building, and you appreciate that? Mahomes said, he's someone who works harder than anyone I know, and he deserved this, so I'm glad we were able to go out and get that trophy for him. Mahomes is just 24, and this offensive core is in its prime, so if he loses key assistants, he'll be okay. I think some people think he could go Belichick and Brady here. And Reed said, you get one, you want to go get another one. Wow, he already said that. By the way, the President of the United States, Donald Trump, put out a tweet after the game basically saying congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. The nation is proud of you and you represent the great state of Kansas so well. Now, it would be okay if you worked at Taco Bell or me or anybody else here thinks that Kansas City is in Kansas because it's a long ways away. And you just kind of think it's actually in Missouri. I mean, it's a little bit laughable, right? But you're the (laughs) the president of the United States. I sent that tweet to my friend, and he's like, that dumb SOB has fallen up his whole life. I "I never thought of up, but whatever you think of him. Look, you say, look, Rick, everybody makes mistakes. All right, that's fine. But in Super Bowl week, I did it, and I'm going to do it again here just for a couple minutes. And I'm gonna to go to my first official mock because now we know. Now we know what order everybody's gonna pick in, barring any trades. And this one's from Ryan Wilson. I go from Prisco to Trapasso to Wilson and sometimes Mike Assisa. But Joe Burrow is going to be a Bengal. There's there's no there's no part of that that's not gonna happen. Now, things may have gotten a little awkward during Super Bowl week. Carson Palmer told CBS Radio's uh, Damon uh, amendolara I always want to say Danny Amendola when I see his name, but Damon amendolaro that he had to leave the Bengals because he said, I never felt they were committed to winning a Super Bowl. And by the way, Carson's brother Jordan is training Burrow. But he'll be the number one overall selection outside of something just ridiculous. Chase Young would have been, but now sort of like Bosa last year, the Ohio State defensive end, number one overall. No, we want Kyler Murray. Okay, Chase Young, or Nick Bosa. Now it's going to be Chase Young. Unless they're blown away for a off, or he's the guy. Jeff Okuda, third overall out of Ohio State, the corner to the Lions. That's going to be tough for a corner to go third overall, but maybe they'll fall in love with him in the Underwear Olympics. Jedrick Wills Jr., the tackle from Alabama, fourth overall to block for Daniel Jones in New York. Five, two attack of Aloha. Made the rounds during radio Row, uh, insistent that he'd be ready in late March or early April. Justin Herbert had a great senior bowl, even if he wasn't fantastic at Oregon this year. And Phillip Rivers has... Basically, played his last game for the Chargers unofficially. He's moved. Everybody says it. And so maybe Justin Herbert at six. Derek Brown, defensive tackle from Auburn to Carolina. Defensive lineman, why? Well, McCoy is headed to free agency, and Vernon Butler's option didn't get picked up. They have to figure out what they're doing at quarterback. Meckie Beckton, the lineman from Louisville. Eighth overall to block for Kyler Murray, 6'7", 360 pounds, a mountain of a man, kind of a Trent Brown situation. Pick nine, Andrew Thomas, another tackle from Georgia to protect Foles or Minshew. I don't see that one being the one, but who knows. Uh, Pick 10, the team with no logo, the Browns, Tristan Wirfs. Another tackle out of Iowa. So, top 10 picks. How many offensive linemen? One, two, three, four. It could happen. 11, Isaiah Simmons, linebacker out of Clemson to the Jets. Jerry Judy then would fall to the Raiders at 12. I would love that. CeeDee Lamb to the Colts, another great receiver. And then there's Jordan Love to the Bucks at 14. I think the Raiders would be very tempted to take Jordan Love, but there's rumors that they're trying to get Brady. That's an old rumor, by the way. It's just that when Adam Schefter says it, it gets new steam. Christian Fulton, cornerback from LSU to the Donkeys at 15. Kavion Chason, the linebacker from LSU to Atlanta. Xavier McKinney, Alabama safety to Dallas. Terrell Lewis, edge rusher from Alabama to Miami. They have another pick at 18. And then Patrick Queen, the linebacker at LSU, he's a little undersized, I think, but definitely a guy we know. And then rounding out the last 10 picks, Justin Matabuike, defensive lineman, Jacksonville, Um, C.J. C. Henderson, cornerback from Florida to Philly, LaVisca Chanel Jr., wide receiver out of Colorado to Buffalo, Henry Ruggs the third a guy who might be the fastest guy at the Combine. New England gets him at 23, I know. 23 is like a first-round or number one overall for them at Alabama, Jalen Rieger, the wide receiver from TCU to New Orleans. I don't think they draft another receiver. Come on. Jacob Eason, the quarterback from Washington, first-round pick to Minnesota. Very interesting. Josh Jones, offensive lineman. Uh, from Houston to Miami, they have three first-round picks. Gross Grossmatos from Penn State, the defensive end, to Seattle. Kenneth Murray, Oklahoma, linebacker to Baltimore. Trayvon Diggs, Alabama corner to Tennessee. T. Higgins, wide receiver, fantastic player out of Clemson to the Packers. And then the last two picks, uh, Hunter Bryant, the tight end from Washington to San Francisco. I don't think they go tight end, to tell you the truth. I don't know where that's coming from. And then the final pick, A.J. Terrell, the corner from Clemson to Kansas City. It's a mock. We know where everybody's picking. And now you can get on the horn and start making them trades. I'm Rick Tittle. We'll see you in a second. $10,000
6: Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines, Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780.
0: 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780 800 470 7113. That's 800 470 7113.
15: Hmm? Why did you kiss my ear? Why are you holding my hand? Where's your other hand?
5: Between two pillows. Those aren't pillows. <laughs>
11: Tittle ain't the man, but Rick Tittle know who the man is, and he slapped his white fanny.
2: Thank you for that, and welcome back to the show. Rick Tittle with you coast to coast as we are closing out the show. One little bit of uh, baseball news came down is that uh, Curtis Granderson officially announced his uh, retirement from Major League Baseball, 38 years old, uh, last played for the Marlins. During 2019 season, three-time MLB All-Star made the announcement on Twitter. He said, I've been blessed to play professional baseball for the greater part of two decades. My family are still my greatest fans, and they impart the same message today that they did back then. Give back, never forget the ride, and don't think. Have fun. He played over 2,000 games, 2,080 games in a big league career with seven different clubs, but he enjoyed his prime with the Tigers, Yankees, and Mets. Went on to play one year with the Dodgers, one year with the Brewers, one day, uh, one year with the Blue Jays, one year with the uh, Marlins' career 249 hitter. And uh, Silver Slugger, a couple gold gloves and a World Series title as well, and you can't say he didn't have a great career. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you uh, tomorrow at uh, 9 a.m. Pacific time.